Hey friends, we've got a question today that we are going to be answering. How to declutter when you have little children at home, toddlers, preschoolers that are home, digging through, making messes of all the stuff you're trying to declutter, or asking a million questions and keeping you distracted and unable to finish a task. Okay, so even at my clients' houses, often the children are home and they are touching everything and they are climbing in. And so just like I did when I had my kids at home in the seasons where I had multiple toddlers and little ones at home, um, I get them to help. <laughs> I get them to help. Um, so there was a season of my life where I had five children at home all the time. I had two that were in school. I had two three-year-olds and a six-month-old. And that was normal for two years. We had those little guys at home. So from six months until she was two, just over two, then, um, you know, the once they were five, they went to kindergarten. So <laughs> that was the chaos of our life. And I decluttered so much during that time. The kitchen the living room, the kids' rooms, their clothing. We traded bedrooms, cleaned out the attic. I had the kids helping a lot. And when they weren't able to help, I would have them distracted. So sometimes I would save a project for when daddy was going to be home. And I would just say, hey, I'm going to go take care of the attic right now. Um, give me an hour dinner's in the crock pot. I already made dinner. It's already easy to clean up. It's in the crock pot. Please take care of this for me. I am going to go in the attic and get this taken care of or whatever specific it was. And there were not a lot of hours that I had my husband available. There were not. He worked late nights. He worked long hours. He worked weekends a lot. It was a crazy time. And sometimes I just had to maybe invite a neighbor over <laughs> to distract the kids, um, play with them for a little bit. And sometimes that would work like 30 minutes or so for that. Honestly, when you have like a 10 year old watching little kids, that's really about all you're going to get. Um, okay. So as a mom, this is how I handled it. I would absolutely go in with a mission to declutter when the playroom or their bedroom or their closet or whatever it was, the kitchen. If I just was really frustrated with the space and couldn't handle it anymore, I'm like, all right, stuff's got to go. <laughs> I would grab some grocery bags. That was my go-to. We always had some grocery bags around. Um, and I would just start putting things in the grocery bag. I would grab a couple of them, put some in my pocket, put one on my arm and start loading stuff in it. We don't need these spoons. We don't need these shirts, you know, whatever it was, whatever room I was in, the stuff went in the bag and then it went out to the car. That was so easy to do and so quick. It, I mean, I really did this for a long time. This was my method of decluttering for a really long time with my kids. When they would be cleaning up their bedroom, I would put a grocery bag on their door and say, hey, anything you don't want to clean up anymore, anything you're done playing with, put it in the bag so you don't have to clean it up again. If you're done with it, we'll give it to someone else. And that was my go-to. That was how my kids have grown up. This is how we've done things all along. And it's worked really well. I was serious about it. If they put stuff in there, they're not going to back. Like, 
they're not. It's done. Um, my two-year-old and three-year-old, right? Little one-year-old putting stuff in there. They don't know what they're doing. They're just, you know, they're just doing some fine motor skills, right? Learning to put stuff back in, in and take it out and put it in and take it out. That's what they're doing. They don't understand that stuff is being donated and you won't get it back. So, of course, with that age, we would do a quick peek before we <laughs> donated the items. But I wanted to make sure that I could get stuff done. And I did. And keeping the grocery bag on my arm while I was getting it done made it super easy. We used baby gates on the doorway to keep the kids contained. So I, while I had my back to them <laughs> digging through something for a minute, they weren't sneaking off down the stairs or climbing in the kitchen. Um, I have... <laughs> my kids were... I mean, my third kid was out of the baby bed at 11 months. He climbed out of the baby bed. And <laughs> by 14 months, 15 months, he was climbing out of the pack and play and anything else. So he was never containable. He could climb that baby gate. I did try and keep it backwards so that there was less availability for him to climb. But he would still climb it if he wanted to. So <laughs> that was more for the baby baby, not my toddlers. Um, they were all, I mean, my youngest, my fourth, started walking at eight months old. So I get it. Kids are, you know, sometimes we're just in that season where we are literally have to be on guard, on alert 100% of the time or <laughs> trouble could happen. I have been there. I understand, but I still got stuff done a little bit at a time. Honestly, it would maybe take five minutes, two minutes here and there, a minute, less than a minute. I would just grab something and then I would go find a bag for it. If I knew that I was done, I would just grab a handful of things, whatever I could carry in my arms, um, sometimes with the baby, right? Um, and go back downstairs to the kitchen and put it in a grocery bag and get it out of the house. So, that was my focus, was just to contain the stuff, collect it. Um, a lot of times I would put it in the laundry room and close the door, and it had a lock on the door on the other side of the door, so it made it easy to keep the kids out of that space. But the priority was to, if I could make that decision on what needed to go, I didn't want to have to make it again. I didn't want to forget that I had already decided that needed to go. I wanted it done then. So while I was in the space and I decided that something could be donated, something didn't fit anymore, we were tired of this toy, um, it was not an easy toy to use, you know, it caused tantrums or fighting, it can go. We don't need that. It was too messy or too difficult or um, too loud for me to handle right? Because we got the categories of chaos. And I've done an episode on that before. But the categories of chaos for me, made me aware of what needed to go. So I'll just run it down real quick. And if you want to, you can look back at that episode. It's called categories of chaos, I think. Um, and it's the, the, the things that cause me stress. So the things that caused me stress were loud noises, lots of movement, food mess, other mess, expectations of others. Those were the top categories. And I, those were really my main focus of categories on a regular basis. The other one is financial stress. Like that's the other one 
but the expectations of others, like, is my husband going to be okay that the house is destroyed when he gets home because I've been working on a project and I didn't get the other stuff done, um, or it looks messier than it really is because I got all this other stuff done and now there's stuff that needs to be donated down there, but it's kind of a hot mess because the kids dug through it. <laughs> um, uh, the, you know, dinner wasn't made. So it's hope you like cereal or some soup from the can, right? <laughs> what do we have that'll work for dinner really quick? Because I forgot what time it was and I was busy on this project and now I didn't make dinner and the kids already snacked. So they're fine, <laughs> but there's nothing really for you. Sorry. Um, expectations of others having company come over and I was in the middle of a project and didn't expect anybody and didn't plan anything for snacks or whatever it was. And they come in and I'm like, Oh, my house is a mess. My hair hasn't been fixed in days. I have naturally curly hair. So, um, it looks like a wild thing going on up there sometimes. So it, um, you know, the house is gross. The kids have smeared stuff and I haven't wiped it up yet. And it's not from today. It was from like two days ago. I still haven't gotten to it. You know, I get it. I've lived that life. Um, I still have trauma from that life. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, sometimes I do. It feels like it. Sometimes it gets really emotional from living through those moments that were just so hard and so messy and so draining of every bit of who you are and what you have and you lose yourself. And I get that. I've been that person and I don't want to go back. So I want to help you. I, if you are in that state of of overwhelm and, you know, feeling stuck and feeling like you have to make a change, like that desperation of, I cannot live like this anymore. I've absolutely been there. Like it brings me to tears. I'm choking up trying to not talk about it. Um, but I've been there and I get it. I love you. I want to help you. This is what, this is absolutely the reason I started what I do. This is the reason I started the podcast because you can get through your day with a little, you know, get your little headphones on, you know, just one ear pod in. I call them ear pods. I don't know what they're really called. I think AirPods or something. <laughs> I call them an ear pod. So I just want you to have some clear direction, some clear, easy to manage action steps that you can do to get out of that stuck because that is a heavy place to be. That is a sad and lonely place to be. And you're not, you're not alone. You're not alone. I felt so alone when that was me. I felt so lonely. Like there was nobody else that would understand that there was nobody else that would be okay with the way my house looked in that moment. I had five kids. I had three of them. there, a hundred percent of the time, at least three kids, right? That was, it was always messy. There was always a mess somewhere. There was always stickiness. There was always food. There was always chaos going on somewhere, some way. There was always laundry to do. But creating these systems that I have with simplifying the laundry by creating capsule wardrobes and setting it up so that the kids are capable of managing it on their own. My kids can do that from age four on. They can handle putting away all of their laundry. Uh, my youngest started doing her laundry at five unsupervised. She does not need any help to put her laundry away. She's been doing it since she was a baby. Like as soon as she was capable of helping with it, I had her helping. 
and I had her in the room when we were doing it. So she wanted to be part of the process. I had her watching her siblings do the same thing. So she wanted to be part of it. And they, you know, my older ones, they do their own laundry now. I don't even participate in that at all. I still run the washing machine for my younger ones. Um, if we had a front loader, they probably would be doing it themselves. But my younger one, she's going to fall in head first trying to get something. <laughs> so I'm just not, I'm just not there yet. It's easier for me to just get it done um, and have it ready for them. So what I do when I do the laundry, just to make it simple, I fold it as I take it out of the dryer. I've done four loads of my husband's laundry today. It is all folded before it leaves the laundry room. I sit, I, I take each piece out of the dryer individually and I fold it and it doesn't take me any, it actually saves time to do it right then because I'm not putting it in the basket and then walking it somewhere else and then getting distracted. It gets done. It's not as wrinkled as it would be if it had gone in the basket first or sat in the dryer. As soon as the dryer is finished or the washer is finished, I swap it and get that stuff folded and laid out for him to put away. He puts away his own clothes. I don't put them away. Um, I, I want it to be easy for you. And if it's not easy for you and you don't know where to go and you don't know what the next steps are, get yourself booked for an SOS call right now and let's figure out what your next steps are. Maybe you need to do a virtual organizing session with me and we can really talk through your space and do that video call and find those solutions. And sometimes we can get that done in those short SOS calls. They're 20 minutes, super easy, super fun. You get a lot of you get a lot <laughs> of answers in the quick SOS calls. So if that's something that you're looking for, you can book that at www.thesosmom.com, T-H-E-S-O-S-M-O-M.com. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me, hello at thesosmom.com. I would absolutely love to help you get unstuck and figure out those next steps and figure out what you need to do to get out of that overwhelming situation that you're in. If you are, if you are that mama that is stuck and feeling like you just can't get stuff done and you don't know where to start, that's what I do. That, that is, that was my go-to grab that grocery bag, put it on your arm, start loading stuff in there, have your little guys help as much as you can give them something fun to do. A two-year-old can color on the box, give them a crayon, let them color on the box for you. Um, if, you know, your, your four-year-old, have them walk the stuff to the box. Your two-year-old can walk stuff to the box too, as long as it's safe for them to carry across the room, right? Nothing too sharp, <laughs> nothing too fragile. Let them walk it across the room and put it in the box. That, that should be an easy thing for them to do. They'll probably enjoy it and be begging for more stuff. Empty a cabinet out, let them play peekaboo, hide and seek. Like there's so many things that you can do to distract and entertain. Let them stack up some cups or containers like plastic containers. Let them stack them up and knock them down like a bowling kind of towers. I, I had, my kids had a lot of fun with that. My toddlers, when I was cleaning out the kitchen, I would do that. I would give them, I gave them two drawers or cabinet or something so that the little one could take the stuff from one drawer and put it in the next drawer and just go back and forth with that. And then the bigger kids would help stack up the tower and then they would kick it down or throw something at it or whatever. As long as stuff was not 
breakable and it wasn't going to be too overwhelmingly loud, then that would be fine. And if that's all the mess that there was in the room, that loud chaos and that kicking of stuff and the laughter that comes with it, that wasn't overwhelming. I had to make sure that I had all the food mess cleaned up first. So when I started organizing and decluttering, I started in the kitchen because that is the space that I use the most with my family. Started in the kitchen. Second was the laundry. So while I was working in the kitchen, I was washing and making sure that that laundry was completely caught up. And it took seven months after I had my third one before I got caught up on the laundry. Seven months before the laundry was all done at the same time. I get it. I've been there seven months. Like that is nuts. Thinking back now, how much laundry did we even have? (laughs) That is wild to me. But that, I mean, that was my reality. It literally took seven months. It was October. My son was born in March and it was October before I got it all done. I was so proud of myself. And then, um, not too long after that, maybe a year after that, six months after that, I found out about capsule wardrobes and I went and looked in my closet and I was like, oh my gosh, I already have one. I was so proud of myself. And then I curated it, you know, pulled a couple of things out that could go that weren't in my ideal capsule wardrobe. I went ahead and pulled out a few things and put them in a grocery bag to declutter. And then from there, I started working in my kids' closets. So once I got all the laundry caught up, I started decluttering my kids' closets. I have never, we have been married over 20 years, and I have never thrown out my husband's things, ever. It was after I had gotten caught up on all of the laundry, and I, we already had three kids together. We've been married for a really long time, and I finally made a stack of all of his t-shirts that had crusty armpits. I do not stain treat stuff. I am not taking stuff outside and doing a laundry line or putting extra treatment on stuff. If those stains don't come out in three washes, like, bye-bye. I don't want it. (laughs) That's just how I was. Um, So I made a stack of all of his t-shirts that I felt like were kind of, they could go. And this man has like two or three drawers of t-shirts. It's not like he's, he was lacking in t-shirts if he got rid of that stack. So I just set it aside. They were folded. They were ready for him to make the decision. And I let him make the decision on whether he wanted to keep them or not. And that is how I would suggest doing things with your spouse. First, you take care of 100% of your stuff. If you are going through a decluttering, you know, through the whole house. First, you take care of your stuff. Then you take care of the kitchen spaces, the spaces that are used the most often, the living room whatever's going to be your most frustrating space, the space that causes you the most daily stress and start keeping the sink clean at night. Get the dishwasher loaded before you go to bed. Wash all the countertops, wipe out and dry the sink. Do that. You will wake up feeling already ahead of your day. If that is all you do, if that is all you can do is get a load of laundry wash and load the dishwasher or wash your dishes and clean your sink at night, that is a successful day. I don't ever mind putting away clean dishes first thing in the morning, but I absolutely feel defeated when I wake up to a dirty kitchen. I feel like I'm never going to be able to get everything accomplished in my day because now I have to start my day doing yesterday's work and I feel behind as soon as I wake up every time. I don't like that. I don't ever want to be that way. But even still, like last week I woke up and the kitchen was dirty. Nobody put anything away. 
and the sink was full of dishes actually earlier this week. Um, and I was just like, oh, and I had to unload the dishwasher and get it ready before we could even leave for school. Like, I mean, I don't want to live that way. That is not a happy life. That is stressful. It's defeating. It makes me late for work. It makes me, (laughs) the kids late for school. I don't want to have to do that. And the other thing I did prioritize and I still do is I get myself ready first because that will quickly put us late. There's always something that's going to come up with the kids and the house and all of that stuff. So I prioritize getting myself ready first thing every single day. Every single day, I get myself ready head to toe. Head to toe. My hair is done enough. Like I usually just do a little quick touch up. I don't wash my hair every day. So quick touch up is all it needs. If I do anything, now I just put on a hat half the time. I don't even do anything to my hair. And then get dressed, put my makeup on if I'm doing makeup that day. Let me me just be really honest. I do my makeup 29 days a week. I mean, days a month. Like I, I do my makeup almost probably 30 days a month. There might be one day every couple of months that I don't wear makeup. And sometimes two days in a month where I don't wear makeup, but I'm working on something. I'm in the house. I'm, <laughs> but I, I feel more accomplished when I already have my makeup on and my hair's done and my, my clothes are on and I feel ready for the day. I feel better. I feel more productive. I actually am more productive when I'm already ready for the day. That way, if I have to run out for a quick errand, I'm already ready. I don't have to go and do anything. I don't have to wait till the baby's napping because I wasn't ready and they did that extra five minutes and the baby's too fussy when I put them down. Dude, I've been there. I get it. I I have lived that life and I understand it. So I've also lived the life of work from home mom with the kids home all the time and can't hardly get anything finished because they're always home using every space. My floors have not been clean, 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 like mopped well since the beginning of 2020. Like just being honest, because I have not had a single day without all the kids home (laughs) since then. (laughs) We have two dogs. So the house... Like there's spaces that are clean, but the floors have not felt clean and not been all the floors mopped and scrubbed and, you know, really super duper clean since the beginning of 2020. Okay. That's even still, (laughs) that's even still. And that's just where I am in life. That's not my priority. It isn't. So we spot clean. We do a room here and there. But I'm not doing the whole house like I used to when I was a stay-at-home mom with the kids. And then I was home and, you know, or had a day or a couple of hours before they, you know, with the kids out of the house where I could really scrub the floors. And the toddler was napping. You know, my baby was napping. Like, man, my youngest didn't stop. She stopped napping in the beginning of 2020. Like, as soon as those kids came home for schooling, she was done with her naps. No more. Has not napped since. Every once in a while, she'll fall asleep at like four thirty, five o'clock. That's the worst time to fall asleep because then she's up till 11. <laughs> so I have been there. I am a mom. I have lots of kids. We have lots of messes. And we have totally gotten rid of the majority of our clutter. And that makes life so much easier to manage. So I'm here for you. I encourage you to reach out if you need help. If you have any questions, if you have you know, if you're stuck and you don't know where to start on your project, or you just don't know what containers to get, or you just don't know what 
if the furniture that you have is the right stuff. Like, let's talk about that. That is so fun for me. I grew up looking at design magazines and decor magazines with my grandmother and my cousins, a designer, and we talked design. And I just, man, I love so much stuff about like renovating and all these beautiful things and how to make stuff work. And my go-to is to use what you have and make it work for now and then give you some suggestions that'll work if you're, you know, when you find the right stuff, right? I don't want you to have to feel like you need to get it today in order to make this project work, but see what you have around the house that maybe you can shuffle around and make something work a little better and feel better in the room. That's my go-to. All right. I hope you guys have an awesome day. This podcast is getting a little long, but I have had so much fun talking to you about this, answering the questions for my listeners, sharing a little bit about myself. I hope that's not too much, but I am here for you. That is the whole reason I have this podcast is to give you help and support. And if you need any further support or help, reach out to me, hello at the SOSmom.com or book your appointment at the SOSmom.com. I'll talk to you soon. Have a blessed day. Bye. Hey friend, thanks for listening to this episode of the SOS Mom Show. I hope that you have been inspired and feel less overwhelmed and able to take on your projects at home after listening to this show. If you want more of the behind the scenes and to connect with me, you can find me in the Facebook group at the SOS Mom Show, that's in Facebook groups, or email me at hello at the SOSmom.com. I will be there waiting to answer your questions and to help you simplify, organize, and style your home and your life. I am praying for you. I hope you have a blessed day. I'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?